Addiction is a disease that impacts all of us. Whether you, your neighbor, friend, or family member is struggling, everyone feels the pain of addiction. Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that addiction treatment works and recovery is possible. Call 1-888-RECOVERY-NOW for help for yourself or a loved one. Recovery Centers of America, Capital Region, and Bracebridge Hall have helped thousands of patients in the D.C., Maryland area start a better, healthier way of life through their evidence-based inpatient and outpatient treatment programs. The caring team of physicians and clinicians at RCA see their patients as so much more than their addiction and are deeply committed to providing expert care with heart. Recovery Centers of America knows that every day in active addiction is a day in isolation, which is why they admit new patients 24-7 year-round. Don't wait. Make the call that can change everything. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Help the Crowd Shout Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalists and riot gear to Beanie Babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyurl.com slash B And just shop normally, knowing that you're helping support the Crotch Shot Radio Show. That's tinyurl.com slash B. Morning. Morning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weeping, the weeping. Welcome to the Crowd Shot Radio Show, where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the 
means. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in and prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louie B. I takes no bullshit from nobody. I actually expose the bullshit of society and chop it up into easy-to-digest chunks for you. Today won't be any different. Today... I'm going to be talking about, is there an information holy war going on? It seems like the left is attacking religion and Christianity. All right, Daniel. Yeah, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Okay, so yeah, we I got you on here. And uh, yeah, we're, 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 um, you know, I wanted to discuss, because I see this a lot. Um, especially with, uh, I mean, you're, you're Jewish, so, uh, mm. you're a rabbi? Yes. Yes. Okay. I newly ordained, newly became a member of the New York Board of Rabbis. Ah, well, congratulations. Thank you very much. So, um, and, and of course I'm going to get accused of supporting Zionism for some reason, but that's fine. <laughs> Well, well, we'll we'll get to that because yeah. we're, we're going to see how we're going to see how how it all works together. How how really the anti-Semitism that you see nowadays how it really takes more of a very sinister kind of anti-biblical tone. We'll, we'll get right, that. right. I mean, you know, for like you know, not to sound not to sound cliche, but literally, my best friend is Jewish. I was a groomsman at his wedding, mm-hmm. uh, with the yarmulke and everything, which. If you think about it, it's very stylish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, if you, especially if you got a bald spot, it's very stylish. Yeah. Well, I don't. I thought I, but uh, it was fun. Yeah. It was. It was at an it, and, and the wedding was orthodox. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which I am. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So uh, yeah, and it was funny because the rabbi that w- that married uh, my best friend and his wife. I was like, wow, I really kind of, I, I was, cause I was semi joking, semi serious. Like, I really like the, I really like how this, uh, how the skull cap looks on me. And he's like, well, if you convert, you could wear it all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I can't do that. My mom's a Jehovah's Witness and she'll kill me. She's, and he's like, oh, I know mm-hmm. all about Jehovah's Witnesses. You're halfway there. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, to, to, that is true to an extent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true to an extent, um, <laughs> because they don't believe in eternity. So, no. theology is, you know, the theology is kind of Jewish in that sense. Well, uh, we and we also, well, they they also have something similar to a Passover. Mm-hmm. So, it, and um, you know, like every every April or I forgot, um, it would be like nice and thirteen, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like April something. Um, yeah, the yeah, 13th of Nissan is like a couple of days before the actual Passover. Yeah. yeah. It's to commemorate uh, Christ's death. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, instead of like partaking of like a Seder, uh, we pass, we pass over, we, we pass, you know, like um, red wine and unleavened bread, which represents Christ's mm-hmm. body and his blood. And mm-hmm. unless yeah. unless you're one of the the anointed that are that are promised to go uh, to to be resurrected in heaven, those are only people that are allowed to eat and drink of that of those emblems. Mm-hmm. 
otherwise you just pass it to the next person and you know you pray you pray over them and you know you discuss what his his sacrifices meant to to the world and what it meant you know you know so that that's that's the tradition we have that's the pretty much the only holiday i guess we would celebrate right and it's more more of a remembrance than a celebration but um anyways but uh the reason why the reason why I put out a call for uh preachers um you know uh is because it, it really seems like um whenever like I've seen videos of the of leftists attacking well specifically Christian street preachers or and and I've heard mm-hmm. stories of you know uh, especially a lot of leftists. Well, well, my mom doesn't call consider them leftists because she she's uh, apolitical because that they're supposed to stay out of politics. But you know she's told me stories about how uh, you know a lot of these this new hipster crowd acts towards religion. Like if you discuss the Bible or any any type of religion to them. Unless it's uh, Buddhism or something like that, like a trendy religion, um, they act as if you are, you know, you're committing a hate crime. And uh, and a lot of these videos, you see them; they'll just come up, they'll just mm-hmm. come up to the preacher and start cursing them out. Or, or worse, they get violent in many cases, also. Yeah. And um, and it's it's kind of funny I ha- get you on here. Well, not funny, but uh, it, it, a coincidence that I get you on here as well is because I remember last year during May Day, while we were counter protesting the the communists over that over here at Union Square, they were chanting, "Israel, go to hell." Mm-hmm. And they were oh, chanting, you know, yeah. Yeah, they're they're yeah, well, they're get like they're against, um, you know, uh, the Israeli state and and all that, and they're saying, oh, it's an apartheid state and whatnot. I've I'm not I'm not too versed in that subject, so I don't have an opinion either way, but it it just the whole the whole chanting Israel go to hell is kind of. Uh, ironic to me especially when people who support Trump or or people who are basically on the right are constantly considered Nazis oh it's the most it's the most absurd absurd thing out there um, mm-hmm. you know what we're seeing in this country is a very calculated assault on freedom of expression and freedom of speech and along with that comes an assault on freedom of religion all of the First Amendment rights are under mm-hmm. direct attack by the left. All in the name of not being offended, quote-unquote. You know, they're so concerned with uh, with not being offended um, in their own right that they'll, that they'll literally um, verbally and physically assault people that, that disagree with them. They'll, and they do target people of faith, religious people they have incredible invective hatred for. Now, to your point about Israel, you know, a country a country that does have a biblical basis, of course they're going to hate because they hate anything that has objective morality or objective truth behind it. Mm-hmm. 
that's where the hatred of religion comes from. Religion is predicated on the notion that there are certain truths in the world that are axiomatic, that there are certain things that are objectively true, mm -hmm. and that they're true because they stand independent of changing circumstances. And, you know, this is directly counter to what the radical left stands for, because the radical left believes that everything is relative. Their conception of the world is through, is through a lens of, of subjectivity and relativism. So I think that's the first beef with religion. And then, of course, Marx called it the opiate of the masses. You know, so I think that element is there as well. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think that's really what we're seeing the effects of. The reaction to Trump moving the embassy to Jerusalem, I think this is coming out even more. I mean, not one Democrat was present at, uh, at the opening of that embassy, despite the fact that it was Bill Clinton who signed this into law in 1995. Mm-hmm. Bipartisan legislation that recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel back in '95. I don't understand what, like, especially in this country, like, why do I care? Why should I care where, you know, where the where an embassy is placed? Like, I, I, like, well, you know, I it, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what shouldn't be an issue because it should really be that. You know, for diplomatic purposes, we recognize and we honor the sovereignty of countries. Yeah. Right? If you're going to recognize the sovereignty of a nation, then you need to recognize their capital as their capital. Till, until just a few days ago, we haven't been doing that. So that's really why it shouldn't be a big deal. But yet, this is the biggest news story plastered all throughout Facebook, plastered all throughout the media. You know, the right thing is if this is the worst thing that, that ever could have been done. But you know, but if that's the case, I mean, they were gonna they, like if you really think about it, they had a problem with there being an embassy in Israel. Period. They would rather they would rather yeah. there not be an embassy in Israel, and it's like okay, yeah. I mean, whether whether you agree with how Israel does things or not, we still need to do business or and and have treaties with other countries. Of course, and Israel happens to be the only free society in the Middle East. They're the only non-Islamic country in the Middle East that we're able to have a decent relationship with. And ironically... You know, and, and, ironic and, and, and there's a reason for it. They're, right. they're a relatively westernized country, so of course we need to deal with them. I mean, and ironically, you know, it's pretty much the only country in the Middle East that's not throwing gays off of roofs. That's right. That's right. You know, there's LGBT equality in Israel, and that's a whole other thing. Pinkwashing. You know, you have the fact that these leftists they're against Israel, but they, you know, you have you have you know you have gay academics that are against Israel and pro-Palestinian, despite the fact that the Palestinians elected Hamas, a terror organization, as their government, mm -hmm. and Hamas execute they execute gays by by by, by the dozens. Yeah. You know, and, and nobody nobody says anything about that. You know. Um, you know the repression of the repression of, of homosexuals under Islamic rule is is nothing that they want to talk about. They don't want to talk about the way women are treated under Islamic rule. Yeah. Instead, they would rather pick fights with Christians, mostly Christians, because they know that Christians are not going to blow themselves up in retaliation. No. Right. Right. You know we have a we have a Broadway show called The Book of Mormon. All right. You know, I'm not going to. I don't. I'm not an expert on the Mormon theology. Some consider it Christian. Some don't. But we could say that they're like a Christian type group culturally in America, the Mormons. Yeah. Right? You know, 
We have so we have a, a show on Broadway yeah. called the Book of Mormon, mocking mocking the Mormon religion and their scriptures. And you imagine if there would have been a show on Broadway mocking the Quran. Um, you know, they had that cartoon then in Denmark a few years ago. A guy made a cartoon mocking uh, the Quran and uh, Muhammad, and yeah. there was there was pandemonium. There was rioting. There was violence, terrorism yeah. all over. In fact, if, if it was the if it was the Book of Muhammad, <laughs> which I'm surprised I'm surprised Matt and Trey haven't haven't pulled the trigger and done mm -hmm, that. Yeah. But you would yeah. have you would have non-Muslims protesting that. That's right. That's right. You would have liberal Jews and uh, the hipsters and every variety of leftist yeah. Uh, yeah. and and Freakazoid protesting <laughs> on the streets against this. That was my favorite cartoon growing up. Don't don't knock Freakazoid. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, but you know, it, but the thing, the thing, and I hate. Well, I don't know why I hate sounding like this, but it really when you watch these videos of people attacking mostly Christian ministers. It really when you when they hear God's name, which for, out of respect for you, I won't mention because I'm pretty you're you're not allowed to say his name to my understanding. Um, yeah, well, you know, yeah, God's name, the four letter name of God, Yehovah. We don't even know how it's supposed to be pronounced. You know, in English they make it Jehovah, but we don't know if that's so. We don't say it because we're not sure how it was pronounced. It was we believe it was only the high priest who knew how the name was supposed to be pronounced. Yeah, but um, even though I just said it like a few minutes ago, yeah, I just realized. Fine. Oh my! Yeah, goodness. it's fine. You know. Sorry. So, uh, God, yeah, God, God, or Lord will suffice. Right. So when they mention God's name, or when they mention God or Jesus or whatnot, you you see them. They actually, they to me, they look like they have like pain on their face, mm -hmm. like they feel physical pain when they hear it, and it just makes me think of you know you know uh, uh, of this uh this talk i once heard you know when i would when i would go to kingdom hall with my with my mother and it's like whenever demons hear god's name they 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 cower mm -hmm. and it makes me think are they are, are these people and i know i'm going to sound crazy to to the leftists that listen to this show and I know they do just to like they 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 laugh without having a point. Um, like it makes me think that are they possessed? Uh, listen, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't discount it as a possibility. I, I wouldn't put it past them. And I mean, which is why, like, and and even though even though I I you know don't want to associate nationalism with religion because you know how I grew up you you. Those you sh you can't be you can't be religious you can't be a follower. Yeah, a follower. I, I, I I respect that. I understand that. And you know, it's funny you mention that because I think this is another reason why they hate Israel. So mm -hmm. Zionism. So what is Zionism? Yeah. Zionism started in the late nineteenth century. It it emerged in the context of nationalist movements in Europe. So mm -hmm. right, historians will frequently bump you know the irredentists in Italy. You know, like Malucci and Garibaldi. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
I lump them with von Bismarck and the German nationalists. They put Zionism in sort of that, that historical context because, you know, in Italy, Germany, Europe, they had this nationalist sentiment in the late 19th century. And in 1897, you know, they had the Zionist Congress in Basel, Switzerland, and, you know, that's, that's really where that started. It started off as a completely, well, uh, it started off with some religious support, right? There were some rabbis who supported it. There were plenty at the time who didn't, mm. but, you know, that's changed over the years. But it started off as a political movement with the belief that the Jewish people, persecuted and suffering for millennia in, in the diaspora, the exile that they should be able to return to their homeland um, in mass. There always were Jews there. That's that's the other thing. You have this meme going around with an, with, with an American Indian going around Facebook today. Um, you know, on the other ninety-eight and Occupy Wall Street and other far-left groups. Mm-hmm. You know, Which where I- they're making an equivalency between between Zionism and you know the way that American Indians were treated in this country. Totally historically false. It's a false equivalency, 100%. But, you know, they're making it sound like that this was a colonialist movement when it wasn't, because there were Jews always there. There were, there were waves of immigration of, of rabbis and Jews in the 1600s, the 1700s, even the 1300s after the Crusades. You know, there always was a rabbinical presence in Israel. In Spot, um, or Safed, you know, you had the Kabbalists, the, myst- the mystics were there in the 1500s, writing books and everything, so there always was a Jewish presence there. Mm-hmm. For anybody to claim otherwise, they know nothing about Jewish history. Um, you know, there always, there always was a Jewish presence there, there always were Jews living there, even after the day, even after the destruction of the Temple in the year 70 AD. But, I think part of the reason why they really hate Zionism and why they really hate Israel is because it was formed on the basis of a nationalist movement. You know, mm-hmm. we heard, you know, when Trump was running 2015-2016, we heard, we heard this really negative talk about nationalism. Nationalism all of a sudden became a dirty word, despite the fact that it was nationalism that enabled, you know, many peoples to be free. This is the ideology that enabled people to have self-determination. You know, and if we talk about it in the current context of wanting our country to abandon globalism and world federalism and various schemes like that, it really drives them up a wall because, you know, the idea of a sovereign nation state is another thing that the left hates. You know, the idea that countries should be motivated by, you know, by their own economic self-interest and that countries should not feel obligated to provide humanitarian intervention the idea that a country should not be involved in entangling alliances, the idea that a country shouldn't be part of these free trade agreements, which were disastrous in many ways. You know, these are all things that they loathe. Mm. And and I think that if you get beneath the surface and understand the way that these ideas bounce off each other, I think it becomes very easy to paint a picture and, and explain why there is this hatred of anything nationalistic, why there's a hatred of anything sovereign, a hatred of anything objective hatred of, of any any moral truths that that, yeah. was, that have withstood the test of time my question is uh, you know my, my focus really is right now is is the hatred of anything religious right. um, as a rabbi I mean you probably see it and I've been seeing it because you know to be honest I'm taking Bible studies again mm-hmm. um, and you know I'm actually writing a joke about it because uh, there was this girl that I was talking to 
And when I was mm-hmm. honest about the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm testing out my spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, she was turned off by it, and she said she couldn't talk to me because she can't, she can't um, be with someone that that is like that. And I'm like, most there, there are a lot of men these days that are that are experimenting with their sexuality with you know with dating every, him every, her. Kind of, every kind of drug you could imagine me i'm experimenting with god and that makes me a bad person yeah <laughs> it's like i'm i'm trying to yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i'm trying like it, it well will i what do i think i'll take to it i don't know but it's like it's a question that that's inside of me that needs to get answered or i'm just not going to I don't think I'll grow as a human. Um, and, and it just, and it, and, and, and honestly, and when I, and I'm very open about that to a lot of people, like, look, this is what my intentions are. I don't know, but it's, it's a, it's a route that I, I need to explore. And it's like, people look at you like you're, you're, you're weird. And the question I want to ask, do you feel that people act like that is it because they're afraid to be held accountable by a higher power? Yeah, you know, I think they, I think that they exhibit such such a hatred towards religiously or spiritually inclined people because I do think that psychologically there really could be um, a very deep-seated guilt. I think that there could really be, you know, I, I think that they are afraid of judgment. I think maybe deep down they, they have some semblance of the fact that you know, that the day will come when they pass away. What's going to happen when they die? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think these, I think people don't want to face these things. They don't want to face their mortality. They don't want to face matters of eternity because it makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Religion, religion in a certain way is meant to make us uncomfortable because it challenges us to be better people. Mm-hmm. Right? It challenges us to work on ourselves, to repent of our ways, and to do better. You know, um... And, you know, it's really ironic because most think, social movements in America yeah. actually were religiously inspired. That's the great irony. Really? If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for religion, if it wasn't for the church, there would have been no abolitionism in America. Right? You know, yeah, there were those who claimed a biblical basis for slavery, which is true. I mean, there was slavery in the Bible. There was yeah. slavery in the Talmud. Right? It's a very old institution, slavery, but... You know the abolitionists um, were religiously motivated. So yeah, but there was a way you know, out of slavery. Well, I know as far as I can remember in the Bible that there was a way out of slavery. Yes, that's the thing. Biblical slavery was uh, the way the Jews practiced slavery was very humane compared to other societies. Right. That we could say, right? There was manumission for slaves. You know, uh, you know the Canaanite servant. There was a way that he would be freed and all of this. Uh, you know, uh, you know, they're supposed to have rest on the Sabbath and all of that. But uh, you know, but anyway, but getting back to the point, you know, the, you know, many of the movements for social change in America had a religious basis. So uh, you know, for them to, for the, for this generation, mm-hmm. for religion to be treated with this impunity, it's it's very, uh, you know, it makes no sense. It shows an ignorance of own history and. You know, it really shows that people are very self-serving. Mm-hmm. That you know, that people, that people don't want to yield to things that are bigger than themselves. 
They don't want to acknowledge that there are forces bigger than themselves at, at play in the universe and at play in the providential history of things. Right. You know, so I think a very big part of it is the egotism. I think a very big part of it is the self-absorption, you know, that's very present in society nowadays, right? The generation of the selfie. It's, you know, for many people in society, the Holy Trinity is me, myself, and I. You know, and um, I, I think this is a very big component of that. But, you know, it also comes down to, to intolerance, you know. Mm-hmm. And I face it myself. In the dating, in the dating world, it's, um, you know, what I do for a living is it's very unpopular in the dating realm. You know, most, most people don't want to be involved with somebody who, you know, who's a chaplain and involved in rabbinics and things like that. You know, it's very off-putting to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um you know, could it be that they think they're being judged? Maybe. But I, I, I really don't think so. I think it's really more that there's just, you know, they, 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 you know, they revile people of faith so much that, that they don't want to, that they don't want to be involved, to, you know, in a dating context with us. Right. Either. So, um, hmm. Because I had a question and I forgot. <laughs> um, I'll come back to you. Yeah. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, but do you, do you, um, hmm. Well, side, side note, do, do, it does Judaism believe in, in hell? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, probably not in the same way as Christians do, but yes. Well, in, yeah. in, tra- in, in traditional Orthodox Jewish belief, there is a belief that uh, there is a belief that that there will be punishment for those, you know, that there will be punishment for those who are worthy of such punishment in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. I mean, the belief is that ultimately, at some point, you know, perhaps you know, most people will find their way back to God, you know, in the afterlife, you know, through um, you know, you know, through those sufferings. But yeah, long story short, contrary to what people think, it's a very big misconception that Jews don't believe in an afterlife. Jews most certainly do believe in an afterlife. Yeah. yeah you know, one of the things that I do is I'm involved in Jewish burials. Hmm. And in, in Orthodox Judaism, when a body is prepared for burial, there are certain prayers that are said. And there's constant, uh, there's constant uh, you know, sort of intercessions that the person would be spared from the fires of Gehenna, from the fires of hell, for various things that they've done in this world. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, Jews certainly do believe in that. And, you know, if you believe God is just then and fair, then you know, then there certainly has to be punishment for those who are deserving of it. Right. Just as there's reward for those who are worthy of reward. Yeah, because I mean, how I grew up, I was taught that there there is no such thing as hell. Um, there's no there's no afterlife. There's no immortal soul uh, because in the Bible it says once you die, your thoughts cease. And what mm-hmm. uh, and what God said to Adam after him and Eve sinned, uh, from dust you are, from dust you will return, which means once you die, you're you're dead, you're done. There's no mm-hmm. there's no consciousness. Do, do the Jehovah's Witnesses believe that there will be a resurrection of the dead at the end of days? Um. Yeah. During during um during the thousand year tribulation after mm-hmm. after Armageddon, so that way the people that um that didn't get a chance to learn about learn about God 
would have a chance the, that thousand years to have a chance to learn about him and and come to become followers of him and then satan will be released to try to tempt them but uh after that he'll be destroyed but uh, but the people that that stay faithful most of the people will will remain on earth living forever on the paradise earth uh the chosen 144,000 which are from well originally were for the, from the 12 from the 12 tribes of Israel which became open to the other nations will will rule as uh priestly kings Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. No question. Have you have you seen uh, bias against Jehovah's Witnesses from the left specifically? I know that in America, like during the Second World War, there was discrimination against Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh yeah, they were you know, because they were con- because they were conscientious objectors. Yeah. But you know, uh, so but nowadays, do, have you seen much discrimination from the left against Jehovah's Witnesses as? as they exhibit the same discrimination towards other Christian groups? Um, well, I mean, it's only, only from what my mom has told me when she goes door to door, uh, you know, the, the slamming of the door, um, people calling the cops because they're in the buildings, um, you know, no, stuff like that. People saying, I worship Satan. You know, the people people are dumb like that. They'll they'll say stupid nonsense like that. Um and that was redundant, stupid nonsense. I could have just said stupid thing. Right. You know, you know, one thing that I yeah. find very fascinating is mm-hmm. you know, the same leftists that don't have religious belief really mm-hmm. when it comes to describing Trump and when it comes to describing conservatives you know, like Rosie O'Donnell and other people, suddenly they, they get talking about the devil, suddenly they talk about Satan, evil, wickedness. They bring in all these words, you know, that is, that is you know, that is heathen, as non-believers, they would never otherwise use. But when it comes to attacking conservatives, you know, this kind of rhetoric and talk comes out. It's quite fascinating. Yeah, I mean, and they, they constantly, they, 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 and thank you for bringing this up, you make a good point. They constantly uh, uh, disparage the religious right, like it's like it's wrong to have a moral compass these days. And and again, how I was taught, it was it was uh, foretold that what was what was good will become bad, and what was bad will become good. Yeah, I mean, you see, you see things that like, I mean. And, and you know, I, and I was, you know, like what, like I asked, like I told my instructor, like there are certain things that I tolerate, but I don't like. And you know, mm-hmm. and the only reason why I tolerate them is because I'm a libertarian, and I believe, you know, of course, uh, other biblical training I've had, everyone is responsible for their own salvation. I have. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, have, we're, given, we're given free will, and we're responsible for how we live our lives. Exactly, and it's not. And, and God also said, "Your judgment, you know, only I'm allowed to judge." Which means, mm-hmm. if He really has a problem with certain behaviors, He doesn't need me to be walking around, you know, beating up people for doing 
something that I de- that yeah, I yeah, feel it's interesting. You know, that's yeah. an interesting point. Judging other people, you know, right? You know, I think people, I think people often understand that this means that you know we're not allowed to ex- to exhibit any judgment towards what people are doing. On the other hand, you know, we are supposed to be able to to discern what is right and what is wrong and what people are doing. Listen, make election. You know, we vote in elections. That's, mm. We make judgments. People we make judgments all the time. We judge situations. We judge people to be favorable or unfavorable all the time. So that's that's always something I found very interesting. You know, that you know, and you know, liberals love to take this out of context. By the way, you know, don't judge me. They they love taking it out of the out of the original biblical context. Right. You know, as if it's saying you know that you're not allowed to. You know, that you're not allowed to express displeasure somehow with certain lifestyles right. or certain behaviors. When, when really it seems more that when it's saying don't judge, it's really saying, you know, don't put yourself in the position of God to determine who, you know, who's going where, I guess. Right. You know, I think, I think it's a fine point that needs to be, that needs to be elucidated somehow, but... Well, yeah, I mean, and, and also they, they, they judge people on... I mean, from what I've seen, liberals, uh, from liberals and leftists, they project a lot of their, their own, their own, I guess, psychosis onto others, and they judge others by, by their own ideas of what that person believes. And, you know, and, and it's like, uh, you know, whenever I've had debates with them, um, especially people that think that they know what Jehovah's Witnesses believe, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you guys, you guys, that's oh, the one thing. Um, oh, you guys wait. Well, well, the silly one is, oh, you guys wake up at five in the morning to knock on my door, and it's like, no, we do not wake up at five in the morning. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. We probably wake up at 7 to be out the door by 8 to get to 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 get to uh the 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 um you know get to the meeting for, you know, to go out door to door by 9 o'clock. But, you know, other than that, uh but uh oh god, what was the other point I was trying to make? You know they they but they but they believe that and they push that, even though they're even though it's not true. They you know they they believe the misconceptions out of their own head. Uh, aside from more than than the actual reality of the situation. Right. Like um. Hmm. But uh, are there are there any like leftist um, Jewish people that that are that that hinder you? Oh yes, most definitely. It's a, you know, it's a huge problem, and Jewish leftism. I really call it Jewish self-hatred because mm-hmm. it really is self-hatred. Because the Jewish leftism, there's nothing Jewish about it. First of all, you know, there are many people and many groups and organizations that claim to be Jewish, 
but their theology and their beliefs do not reflect traditional Jewish thinking. Yeah. You know, um, we're a small group, but, you know, we're very, we're very much fragmented amongst different denominational lines. Yeah. And the largest, the largest Jewish group in America are the Reformed Jews. The mm-hmm. Reformed Jews do not really keep Jewish law. They don't believe that Jewish law is binding. You know, they don't believe that the Torah is authoritative. They don't believe that God commanded laws that need to be followed. They, they believe that most of the laws that God gave in the Torah are optional. They're suggestions and not binding. Mm-hmm. Um, the Orthodox still believe that the Torah is binding and that the Jewish legal process is binding, which is why I think most Orthodox Jews tend to be Republican voting. You know, um, and most Reformed Jews tend to be Democrat voters because, you know, for them, you know, traditional Jewish thinking has really been replaced it's been replaced by, by a sense of wanting to repair the world. It's been replaced by a sense of leftism. You know, they, you know it's, it's a pathology. It's, it's a self-hatred. Um, you know, that they're afraid to stand up for any Jewish interests. You know, they're very lukewarm on Israel. I mean, you know, what we saw the day that they opened the embassy, you had, uh, you had, you had Palestinians from Gaza that were storming the border, storming the border to try to get into Israel. Hamas admitted that of 62 that were killed, 50 were Hamas members, mm. right? So you had protesters that were violent. They had rocks and machetes and everything else in hand. They were looking to break the ramparts to come into Israel and to launch attacks in retaliation for the embassy opening. And the reform movement released a statement, you know, expressing sympathy and condolences at the death of these terrorists, basically. Um, so they have a reluctance to really stand up for Jewish self-interest. Yeah. You know, they endorse politicians that, that seek to raise taxes upon middle-class and upper-middle-class earners. Most American Jews fall into the middle class and more so in the upper-middle class. So even on an economic level, they go against self um, You know, most of them oppose uh, school choice. Right? Religious Jews who, uh, you know, don't necessarily make too much money to send their kids to parochial schools on top of the tax burden. It becomes it becomes a very big expense. Mm. And, you know, these leftist Jews, because they support unions and the teachers union, the UFT and what else, you know, they, they oppose uh, school choice. They're against charter schools and they're also against any kind of vouchers mm-hmm. or any kind of tax break to parents that have to pay parochial school tuition. So, you know, these are people that I would say are Jewish due to ancestry but their lifestyle and their way of thinking is anything but Jewish. Um, you know, the other thing is that the the architects of the of the of the left basically were anti Jewish. They were anti Semitic. Karl Marx was a big anti Semite. Yeah. Uh Saint Simon, who was one of the French socialist thinkers, hated Jews. Big hatred of Jews amongst all of these socialist, you know, theoreticians. Yeah, they, I mean, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because there's this, um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, this Antifa, he, he's high up in Antifa, he, especially in New York, his name is Spencer Sunshine, um, and he uh, he describes himself as a Jewish socialist, I forgot the word that he used, um, the, the name of the, like the, um, 
uh, of that group it, but it's uh it comes out as jewish jewish socialism a jewish socialist mm-hmm. um yes well, i'll tell you the jewish socialists mm-hmm. of the last generation you know you had you had a lot of them a hundred years ago they almost died out for the most part but apparently some of them are still around you know the bund the jewish socialist bund that they had oh, in america yeah, the Bundists. They were very anti-Zionist, very against this, very against Israel. But also, these were the kinds of people that on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the holiest day of the year, they would have masquerade balls. So, you know, for these people, Jewishness is an ethnicity. You know, there's no um, there's no religious attachment to being Jewish, right? And the thing is. People often ask, well, is Jewish a nationality? Is it a religion? At the end of the day, a person of any nationality can convert and become a Jew if they accept the religion and its, and its lifestyle and its laws. Okay? And the word Jew, it really comes from, from, from the word Yisrael, which means one who, one who wrestles with God, one who engages with the divine, right? That was the yeah. story when Jacob wrestles with the angel in the book of Genesis. Uh, uh, yes, and, and the angel put his hand on his knee and... Yeah, on, yeah, on, on the thigh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the like, sciatic nerve, the thigh and all that. And, yeah. you know, that, you know, being Jewish, if you take, if you take the core of it out, he, you know, you're left with, you're left with, you're left with pastrami sandwiches and mocks and bagels, all of which are very tasty, but, <laughs> you know... It doesn't make a person Jewish to engage like, in some vestiges like of a cultural identity that goes back a, f- a few centuries. I do like the rugula. centuries. I, I love the rugula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, these things are tasty, but yeah. and they're wonderful. And they're nice, but you know, it doesn't make a person doesn't make a person Jewish. You know. Yeah. Um, just imagine you know, just holding on to one of God's angels, and he's like, "I'm not letting go until you give me my blessing." Yeah. Yeah, I know that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, these are the stories in the in the Torah, in the Bible, that, you know, that really shaped the nation, right? The nation mm-hmm. of Israel, you know, it started with Abraham, and it was really solidified when God revealed the Torah on Mount Sinai, which we celebrate in a couple of days, right? Pentecost, Shavuot. You know, but for somebody like Spencer Sunshine to call himself Jewish, it's a misnomer. Yeah. He's, he's really a socialist who happens to have Jewish ancestors. Mm-hmm. And for somebody like him, the Jewishness is as significant as if they were an, an Italian or a German or, you know, uh, or a Japanese person who's a socialist. It's, you know, he's he's a socialist. His way of thinking, his lifestyle is socialist. The Jewish part is an afterthought. It's, you know, it's a pure matter of ancestry and blood and nothing more. Jewish in name only. Uh, if we could uh, do a little side note, quick question: What, what are your thoughts on the black Israelites, the the ones that claim that, um, you know, people from the Caribbean, like Puerto Rican, Dominicans, Haitians, Cubans, you know, Mexicans and whatnot, are are the are the real Jews? It's 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 ridiculous because after the destruction, we don't know what happened to these tribes, the ten most tribes. We don't know what happened to them. There's speculation that some went to Yemen, some went to Ethiopia, some went to India. But that, again, that's speculation. We have no way of proving this. Mm-hmm. Nobody could prove what tribe they came from. No Jewish person could tell you what tribe they, their ancestors come from. It's totally lost. Totally lost. So it's it's irrelevant. You know, tribe you know what tribal affiliation 
at this point in Jewish history. It's irrelevant, and it's been irrelevant for thousands of years. Um, You know, uh, in in most cases, they constitute hate groups. Mm -hmm. You know, they preach such a hatred of Jews and such a hatred of Christians and white people and every other thing that, you know, that I would agree with the leftist organizations like the ADL that they do constitute a hate group. Right. Um, You know, and... I think that they could, I think that the FBI should investigate them. I think they could be very dangerous. You know, we don't know what they're capable of. And you have a corollary of, of this amongst neo-Nazis. You have some neo-Nazis who think that Scandinavians and, you know, Welsh and English and Scots are, you know, they think that Aryan people are the Welsh tribes also. To me, you know, these black Israelites are no different. I, I think that I think that they're black Nazis, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. I think that they're haters. I think they shouldn't be taken... I don't think anybody should consider anything they say because they're they're a dangerous uh, hate group. Do you think now, that they're ridiculous? A, now there is a difference, though. Right. There are some Caribbean peoples. There are people in the Caribbean that could have Jewish ancestry because after the Spanish Inquisition, right? What became of the Jews of the Inquisition? Mm-hmm. Or their descendants who had to convert the Maranos? What happened to them? Many of them did that. Many of many of them or their descendants did emigrate to the Caribbean, where they did emigrate to Mexico or different places. So there could be people in Latin America and the Caribbean, um, possibly even in West Africa, there could be people that have Jewish ancestors. And we see actually that there are people among them who who are returning to to Jewish observance. They believe they have an ancestral connection. And, you know, they, you know, they, they do convert formally because we don't know what happened to the genealogy, but really they're revering, they're returning, they're coming home, they feel, to Jewish life. That's a totally different story, and in most cases, these groups are joining the mainstream of, you know, Jewish life. You know, there are groups all over West Africa and Latin America that are doing these conversions, and, you know, they're as Jewish as me or as Jewish as anyone else. And, you know, they, they need to be respected and loved and honored as such. But, you know, they're, 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 that's a different case. It's two different, uh, different ballgames. And uh, let's look at the, the, the other group, um, Christian Identity, that they pretty much believe the same thing. Yeah, that's that, what I was referring to. Uh, I think that the aliens are the, you know, the lost tribes. That's what they call Christian Identity, yeah. Yeah, because I've I've come in I've come across them especially online, and they are extreme. Like, if you want to talk about white supremacist, I mean, they they'll 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 outright call like they'll they'll call me who's this mongrel? They'll call me a mongrel. Yeah. The the you know they'll say you know, of course they'll call me a spick and whatnot. And it's like, wow, so you, you just, you know, it's like they hate Jews, but they want to be Jews. Yeah. It, it, like, it, it makes no sense to me. It's, if you hate them so much, like, do you, do you but is it is it because you hate them for their ideology or or you hate them because you're you're um, jealous of whatever you feel that they have that you don't? Yeah, I think that I think that most of the anti-Semitism has an economic basis. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason why the left is anti-Semitic is because maybe they associate Jew with capitalist. It's funny the Jews have gotten accused of being capitalists and communists all at the same time. It's it's you know it's it's the it's the absurdity of anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. The Jews have been accused 
you know, of pulling both sides of the coin, pulling both yeah. sides of the string with almost every conflict, with every problem in modern history. You know, and you know, really, it's you know the the extreme far right and the and the left, the far left. Mm-hmm. I think really are two sides of the same coin in many cases. Yeah. And I think that the anti-Semitism is one thing that really unites both both groups and both elements. Yeah, because I mean the way the way I've heard Zionism explained as something akin to um, the 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 Illuminati and Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is it like that? Is there a a um, globalist, perhaps a globalist faction that call themselves Zionists, but they're not really Zionists? Like, are are, are there fake? Yeah, are, you know, something. I'll tell you what the irony of that is. The United Nations is the epitome of globalism. The Council on Foreign Relations is the epitome yeah. of globalism, and NATO is the epitome of globalism, and all three of these organizations are, are, are quite anti-Zionist and quite anti-Israel. Hmm. Yeah, you know, the United Nations Human Rights Council especially is dominated by all kinds of third world countries that have nothing to do with human rights, you know. The UN Human Rights Council is populated by some of the worst offenders against human rights in the world, and... You know, they passed a resolution in the United Nations in the 70s calling Zionism racism. Um, you know, with, you know, America probably being the only country to, to disagree with that. So, you know, it's, again, it's just funny how they play both sides of the same coin, that Jews are accused of being globalist, yet the globalist entities on the face of the earth are against, are against Israel. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Okay, so I mean, so in closing, because we got eight more minutes to go, um, when it uh, so, mm, mm, do you do you do you feel that there is a a holy war, like a, a spiritual holy war, uh, information holy war going on? Like, is there do you do you sense that there is an awake a spiritual awakening, like? with people seeking more more spiritual to to fulfill their spiritual needs i wish there were um i think that there are the select few who are um interested in in having this awakening but when i look at society as a whole sadly i'm not optimistic Uh, i'm really not optimistic Mm -hmm. when i look at the influence of the left and when i see the corruption of the culture and the decline in morals and values and society it's very, it's very, it's very disheartening. Um, I, I do think there is, I do think there is a, you know, you can call it a spiritual war or a holy war. I think that, I think that things are degenerating to such a point in this country where, you know, where the faithful will have to take up, um, you know, I'm not going to say take up arms because right. it sounds like I'm then calling for violence, but they're going to have to start defending themselves. Right. You know, there's, you know, you know, I think the, you know, under the Obama administration, they did a lot of things legally that attacked religious liberty. I think that, I think, you know, a lot of people don't talk about the accomplishments of the Trump administration. They don't talk about the executive orders that were signed and all of this. But many of the Obama administration's attacks against religious liberty have been undone, you know, through Trump's executive orders and other, you know, other actions. You know, but at the same time, 
at the same time, the fact that, you know, we're able to have a situation where three preachers are frequently arrested under various ordinances or misapplications of ordinances, it's mm-hmm. very bad. Right. You know, and I'll tell you, we're talking about the street preachers before. Right. You know, I obviously don't agree with their theology necessarily, mm-hmm. but I appreciate them for one reason. These guys have the balls to go out on the streets and to call out people that are immoral. They have the balls to go out there and to call out, you know, various categories of sinners. Right. You know, and they have the audacity to call these people out, and, you know, they, they're trying to set people straight by, by going on the front lines. And while I don't agree with their religious beliefs necessarily, I do agree with the fact that they're trying to make people aware of God, and they're trying to make people aware of the morality. Right. And as long as these guys, like Ruben Israel and whoever else, as long as they're under attack legally, you know, from the police, and as long as leftists are able to yell at them and assault them and disturb them, you know, for as long as that happens, we're going to have a very big problem in this country. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hope, you know, I hope that uh, that they have adequate legal representation. You know, for the sake of the country, I hope that these people have adequate legal representation, because, listen, the Constitution is freedom of speech. There's no right to not be offended. Right, I mean... Th- like, look, I, I, I've had, like, troll, like, Pentecostal, uh, you know, Pentecostal street preachers. I'm, I'm, you know, being honest. But my problem wasn't with their message. It was the fact that he had a microphone and the mm-hmm. volume was all the way up and he's yelling. And, and yeah, you, you know, yeah, that could be an issue, I guess. Like, like I can't, no one can understand what you're saying. You're screaming. Yeah. yeah. Like, you have a microphone. There is no reason to scream at the top of your lungs. And, you know, I will understand you have a microphone, you have a megaphone, and you're talking normally because you want to project your voice. Because even when growing up, I mean, you know, Joe's witnesses don't don't you know stand on the corner and you know just start talk, screaming randomly. You know, they'll go they'll go up to people, um, and you know have personal conversations like, uh, you know, are you are you interested in learning about the Bible? Ba 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 ba. This is the magazines we have for this month that we're offering for free, of course. Um, mm-hmm. You know, would you like a free at-home Bible study? You know, it, it's very calm, very, you know, very personal. Yeah, it's, it's different styles. And, yeah. you know, the street preachers, they, they say explicitly that their style is confrontational. Right. And, you know, listen, for some people that might work and might be effective. Right. You know, it might be effective for some people. Other people might get put off by it, but... You know, at the end of the day, you know, listen, if they were preaching the virtues of Pastafarianism, if they're doing it in a way that's legal, you know, there should be a right of freedom of expression. Exactly. It's, you know, do you, do you know, you I, don't have to, I don't have to agree with what they're saying, but I'll defend their right to express it. How far down you think this country has gone down, and what are the major problems that are spiritually bringing down this country? Oh boy, I'm going to try to curtail my comments <laughs> on that. But you know, we we've 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 gone downhill a long way since the '60s. You know, I think the I think the sexual revolution of the '60s and 
you know, really, I think a major problem is that sex has become very cheap. It's become cheap and easy. You know, the hookup culture, I think, is a major problem. Mm-hmm. Major problem in the hookup culture. You know, I'm not necessarily expressing the idea that abstinence until marriage should be practiced by people, but, you know, I mean, listen, to sleep with anybody, you know, you could pick up at a bar or whatever, you know, it, it's, it's, a moral and it's, it's a moral and psychological crisis. And I think that that has led to a lot of mental illness, especially among women. Mm. Yeah, really among women, it's led to a lot of mental illness. You know, contraception and the, the ease of, of accessibility to the pill, I think, has resulted in the same as well. You know, I think that there's a correlation between the pill and various forms of mental illness. Um, mm. And the irony is, is that what was supposed to be liberating to women has really come to oppress women. With about like conscious- the hookup culture. The hookup culture is very bad for women. And women put themselves in this position, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very big problem, and I think it's I think it's a, I think it's a huge contributing factor to the to the decline in, in morals that that we really that we really see more so than anything else. And do you think that can that contributes to other problems like like the economy, like um, yeah, definitely. Like uh, um, I mean, okay, but as far like you mentioned contraception. What if contraception was used in the context of marriage? Like, let's say a couple, we're not ready to have children yet, but, you know, we're married. So. I, I think, yeah, it's, that's a different story because there you have stable family units. So I'll tell you something, you know, like gay marriage, you know, um, why, why is nobody challenging the legality of gay marriage? Right? Even the most religiously conservative people have given up on that battle. Why? Okay, I can't sanction a gay marriage because it's against my religious beliefs, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to actively oppose it because, you know, it's, it's a matter of settled law and it creates stability. It gives people stable family units and stable family structures. Okay, you know, whether, whether I think that this reflects God's will or not, is 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 a different matter entirely. I'm not going to go into that. I actually, read an article that yeah. it do, that it doesn't. I mean, you you still have you have these uh, you know these gay marriages. You have these guys just they're still sleeping around. Yeah, well then, that's, <laughs> so, so I it's think, like yeah, people sleeping around in any marriage, and that's no good. That defeats the whole purpose of marriage. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. So then 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 I guess it's not a blessing, you know, at all. But. You know, I think, you know, but behaviors like that are really what are bringing down the country. The fact that sexuality is treated, you know, as something no strings attached, it's a very big problem. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of the context of a committed relationship, I think it has very, very disastrous effects. Psychologically, economically, even medically, okay? We have, anti, we have antibiotic resistant gonorrhea nowadays. All right? That, mm-hmm. that should scare the hell out of people. Yep. Um... You know, and hedonism. You know, again, this this goes back to hedonism, right? You know, love of love of the genitals above all else, love of the self above all else, love of gratification. You know, the, the desire for instant gratification is a major moral problem. Um, you know, decadence. You know, all of these things go together. Um, you know, all of these things go together. I'm not going to target gay people for you know accusing them of bringing down the morals of the country. Right, but the idea that sexually anything should go, there shouldn't be boundaries, is a major problem as well. We've lost all sense of boundaries. We've lost all sense of propriety, and we've lost all sense of shame. Right? People talk about shame as if it's a bad thing nowadays. 
You know, you're slut shaming me. You're uh, you're Bobby shaming me, right? You talk about shame as if it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. A little shame, a little humility, I think, would would, would go a very long way in helping us go forward as a country. A little shame is a very good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, um, I, that's all I got, Rabbi. Do you have uh, anything you want to close with? Um, yeah, you know, I think a lot of things came to the forefront tonight. It could have sounded like I was all over the place, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, unfortunately, these are complex, these are very complex problems we're facing. Right. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, in, you know, this postmodern society we're living in, you know, I think really what there is really more of a need for is, and what we're lacking is, you know, really... You know, really the ability to just let people engage in what they need to do, right? To, to let people be on the path that they're on. You know, I'm not saying you have to agree with it, but to, but to accuse people in, in, involved in religious matters of being haters. This is right. very bad, and it's not going... And, you know, this is the reason why the Democrats will continue to lose elections. Right. You know, it's not, it's not doing the left any good. You know, and... Like I know, I know it. Uh, you know, I know it. Uh, it annoys me when I keep when people are like, oh, you're you do this. Oh, that means you're 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 uh, homophobic. I, I'm tired mm-hmm. of these homophobic mm-hmm. rules. I was like, look, we're not we're not going protesting your funerals. We're not mm-hmm. we're not going out beating you up. Mm-hmm. It's just like, look, it's in the Bible. It's uh, maybe it's perhaps it's perhaps in the Talmud. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. sure. It's being gay or or sex outside of marriage is is a sin. It is. It's it's right. there, well, the, sin, the sin is really for in the Jewish understanding. It's really it is sinful for people of the same sex to do sexual things together. Right. Um. You know, we consider it to be a very very egregious um, sin. And, you know, we're not out, exactly, we're not out condemning people. We're not out, you know, we're not out uh, protesting at funerals or causing, you know, violent harm to people, as you said. Um, you know, having a theological, the problem is, is that having a theological conviction is treated with more severity than those in the Muslim world that are actually causing physical harm to these people. And that's the problem, you know. And it's, it's an ultimate form of virtue signaling. And if I had to really summarize everything that's wrong with the left, it's virtue signaling. Mm. That's well, that's the modus operandi. It's virtue signaling. Yeah. And and double standards and hypocrisy. And actually, now you know, it's it's funny that you bring that up because it, it's a it's a point that that it kept escaping my head. You're right. It is virtue signaling because I I really like what the left doesn't have is conviction. They don't have passion mm-hmm. in their beliefs. They just they. Mm-hmm. It seems like they just parrot these things that they heard, they heard all like third party, and they want they want to like be like the Pharisees, and and I bring this up because in the Bible the Pharisees were the ones that were very boastful about their beliefs. And that's yeah, the, you know the left. Yeah, the, they want a medal. The left, yeah. they want a medal for being woke. They want to be yeah. woke, woke, woke AF. You know, I'm not gonna say it, but they want everybody. They want to be woke. You know, and that's yeah. It's it's a it's a show. It's a display, and you know they're woke until until people disagree with them. They cannot tolerate any disagreement because and they that's have the no most argument. Illib- and that's the most illiberal thing ever to not be able to tolerate 
to not be able to tolerate difference and disagreement in right. opinion. Yeah, because they well they can't tolerate disagreement because they have no real argument. They they can't yeah. back up their beliefs. So when you come out with facts, they get upset because they have no argument. So they revert to, you're stupid. You're you're this. You're that. And and ironically, yeah, if, if they the yeah, yeah, ironically they'll like if they call you homophobic, they'll use homophobic language. To try to shame you, right? <laughs> it's like exactly. You, you, you know, just you call you just call you know, me a faggot yeah. for for not for for talking about how homosexuality is a sin. How's that makes? How's that? How how, how do you feel? Yeah, like it, it, exactly. Okay, Donald Trump gets rid of the Iran deal. He moves the embassy to Jerusalem. You know, Nazi, like the most pro-Israel president in the history of America, Nazi. Okay. Yeah. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, female press secretary, you know, misogynist. They body shame her. They say everything disgusting and vile and oh, yeah. misogynistic against this woman. It's it's not to be believed. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's it's lazy. Um, you know, and I'm pretty sure the the you know the liberals that will listen to this show, they won't have a real argument yet. They'll be like they'll, no substance. Yeah, no substance at all. They'll give they'll give this podcast laugh reacts or LOL without any explanation on why what they find funny or right, what they Right, because disagree. when all else fails, when you cannot present a cogent or a reasoned mm-hmm. argument, you know, you resort to ad hominem attacks. And so what are the ad hominem attacks of today? It's hate speech, it's homophobic, misogynistic, yeah. Islamophobic, racist, etc., etc. Yeah. That's the default position, it seems. Yeah, I get. I I've been I've been accused of being a Nazi, and I'm like, and, and you know, I and you know, as a Jewish person, using, you know, using the word Nazi for every little thing. Do do you find that That's offensive? Right. Oh, I'm. You know what? It, it it makes my blood boil when people say that ICE enforced the immigration laws as Nazis. All right, 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 arresting people in violation of our laws is not the same as genociding them on the basis of their religion. Mm-hmm. Well, they, you know, it's, it's disgusting. And in closing, just one thing that came to mind, mm-hmm. they also throwing up this term fascist. All right, look at the fascist platform, the fascist planks of the Italian fascists, 1919. All right, almost every left-wing cause nowadays is one of the things that they fought for, including minimum wage, nationalization of industry, taxation of churches. Hmm. All fascist, uh, you know, policy positions from 1919 in, in Italy. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't, like, especially when they chant Israel go to hell at, at their rallies. I, I really don't think they should be screaming about who's a Nazi and who's not. It just, it, it makes, yeah. it makes absolutely no type of sense to me. So, yeah. But anyways, Rabbi, yeah, thank it, you, thank you for coming on. Thank you for the. Oh, thank you very, thank you very much for having me. It was my pleasure. Ah, uh, yes, thank you for. It, it was very educational. Um, and and yeah, man. Uh, thank thank you for being the spiritual advisor for today's show. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful night. I'll be back anytime. Thank you very much, and you're welcome to come back anytime you want. 
Anyways, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Cool. Thank you. That was Rabbi Daniel. Thank you. Um, please uh, like to thank everyone for listening to today's show. And like, look, it's you know, don't knock people who are pursuing. You know, the, you know, there are people that either you know, like I try not to knock people that want to pursue things that I don't agree with. I, I'm not going. I'm not going to waste my time. And say, oh, you're going to die in Armageddon or, or stuff like that. That's not my place. My faith is my faith. I, I you know, I'm, I'm pursuing something because I have a certain calling in my, in my, you know, in my spirit that, hey, you know, maybe, maybe you should be focusing more on God's things. Why? It could be because of the way I was raised, because of the way I grew up. Hey, you you might be as you're you might have certain beliefs because of the way you're raised by the way you grew up. Uh, but if you if you don't like what someone says or you don't like what someone preaches or believes, just walk away. But uh, you mm-hmm. know, there's really no reason to be. Going, going, and 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 you know, screaming in someone's face. If you're like, it, it just really seems like a mental illness on the left's part. Just screaming, oh, you're, you know, you're this, you're that, you're, you're a racist for, cause, cause you're talking about Jesus or you're talking about God, you know, uh, and and how, you know. You know, because at the end of the day, you have these preachers. They mean well. I, I, I would like to believe that they mean well. That they really want the best for for people around them. So, but um, yeah. But other than that, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the today's show. Come back next week, same crowd shot time, same crowd shot schedule. And as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. Uh, that's the uh, Dubai show, donk. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.